Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Ksubos Daf Ayin Aleph, and uh, up until the Mishnah on Ayin Beis of Aleph. On Shabbos, I know there's a, a lot going on on Shabbos. We're going to be keeping our regular time, which is an hour before Mincha, Mincha 6.15, Daf Yomi 5.15. Um, and uh, then we'll learn the rest of Ayin Beis. As you can see, Ayin Gimel Amid Aleph is particularly short, So, uh, but Ayin Gimel Amid Beis is particularly long. We'll, we'll figure it out, well, as we always do. We try not to fall behind. That's basically, we haven't fallen behind yet. We're almost a thousand blood and let's keep it that way. We're starting at a thousand is uh, the fifth day of the month of Tishrei. Yeah. But who's looking forward to that? I mean, yeah, it's very exciting. We should do something. We need to, what's the Pasuk? May Alfe, your Torah is as beautiful as. Yeah. We have to write a song. I don't know. I don't know. What? I don't know. What day? What's the first night? Is Monday night? So Monday night is Aleph. Sunday night. So Monday's Aleph, and Tuesday's Bays. Wednesday's Gimel. It's Friday. It's Friday. So we'll learn it on Shabbos. So we'll do something Shabbos afternoon. Okay, we're on the top line of Ayin Aleph Amud Aleph, and we had been learning in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is at the opening of the parak in regards to various cases of a case where a, a, a woman is madir herself, and if a woman is mad, if a man is madir as we spoke about this case in the Mishnah. If a man doesn't want to give food to his wife, so we said the Tanakama said Ad Lamed Yom, and then Rabbi Yehuda says Chodesh. So last I checked, math major in the back, uh, Chodesh and Lamed Yom are exactly the same. The last sentence I heard you say is one plus one is four. That's all, that's all I know. I just don't know what you do all day, but you certainly don't sound like a mathematician. Sitting to your left, however, is a physics expert, so I'm sure he could work out the math. So the Gemara asks the obvious question, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer Yisrael Chodesh, I don't understand. Hainu Tanakama. What's going on here? The Tanakama says, Lamed Yom, and you say Chodesh. So the Gemara gives two answers. Amar Abaye, you're absolutely right that in that regard, when Rabbi Yehuda is making a delineation between a Kohen and a Yisrael, you're right that the number is 30 is the same. But says the Gemara, Amar Abaye, Kohenesa Salashmuna. You're right that in regards to the Yisrael and our Mishnah, 30 days is no different. But for the Kohen, the Halacha is different, and we're only bringing it for the Kohen. But you're right, the Tanakama would hold 30 days just like Rabbi Yehuda. Rava gives a different answer. Rava Amar, Amor, Amor, uh, uh, mathematical answer, I guess, which is Rav Amar, Chodesh Malay, the Chodesh Chaser, Come on, you got there's differences. One, the one who says Chodesh, whatever the Chodesh is, the one who says 30 days is 30 days and not 29. So we know that we vacillate between 29 mm-hmm. and 30 days because as the Gemara elsewhere says that a uh, the lunar month is 29 point, whatever the decimal points are. Great. So we have to keep offsetting. So uh, a few times out of uh, out of every 19 years, we offset the calendar by a month to offset. So in our calendar is exceedingly accurate, more accurate than the Gregorian calendar by many decimal points, actually. <clears throat> what the Chachamim knew back in the day before NASA could calculate exactly how long a lunar month was, was, well, we are way more accurate than uh, than the risks of the Gregorian calendar. Okay, so that's what, these are the two answers about the stira between uh, the, tan, the stira, about the similarities between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara says, Amar Rav, Rav gives a qualification to our Mishnah, because we had said in our Mishnah that there are times that a woman would have to get divorced if she was put in a certain uh, nether situation. All the guidelines are, are all the times that we give a grace period of a month or whatever it is, all the grace periods exist only where the husband is explicit about his nether. However, if, a, if this nether was made without any time parameters, then marriage is over. So one has to be very careful in the heat of the moment if you're making a, an angry nether not to end your marriage. Okay, 
Says the Gemara, Shmuel Amar, no, I disagree with you, Rav. Rav, Rav thought that it was only when it was a mefarish, when there was a grace period. Even if the nether was made bestam, where he didn't specify a time frame, still he says we don't. We have our regular grace periods, and the divorce doesn't kick in right away. Shema yimsa pesach because maybe he'll find a way to get rid of his nether. What actually is going on here? So the Gemara says maybe he'll he'll have some contrition. He didn't really mean to, he was angry. So he said, whatever the language was, he said something very sharp. So it says the Gemara, maybe he'll maybe he'll come around and then he'll go be matir nether. We're about to do ataras nadarm. So he, that's what he's going to do. He's going to go be matir nether. Says the Gemara, that's great that you're quoting this machlokas between Rab and Shmuel, but we already had this machlokas, exactly the same one. Where did we have this machlokas? It's not. If a man is madr, his wife from Tashmashamita, it's done in a roundabout way because we know that a husband cannot be uh, cannot be. Madir, uh, his wife, from anything that he has a chiyuv to give her. But let's say she says it and he says, and he just doesn't respond. All right. So that's different. Whatever the case may be, that the grace period before divorce is two weeks. We saw a little bit of this about, about the frequency with which. Uh, one is obligated to uh, to be available for intimacy. I was at a bris this week, and the secular woman said, Isn't it a biblical law that uh, couples are supposed to be intimate Friday night? It's very, it's a lambda shashila. It's a lot, it's it is a lambda shashila. Saying it's a is the mitzvah vona, it is a mitzvah derisa. Is the frequency as quoted in the Gemara that we just saw a couple of days ago? That's an onas talmidi chachamim as we refer to it. But it, so we're that's how we view it. But really, Ladina, that's even more makel than the twice a week, which is standard. So this, it's Mr. Lechora, the actual number that she was discussing was not derisa. But in those cases, I always use that as a platform to share the, the godless of Torah. So you should just know that this is a chiyu for a husband to a wife. And it's not the other way around. Working in a way that matches the opposites of our desires and not necessarily the, uh, the desires that you would have thought. That's for those who think the Torah is always barbaric. They have, to, they have to learn about how the Torah really speaks about women because then they will not say that anymore. Anyways, the Gemara says, we already had this machlokas, Rav and Shmuel, and 10 lines down, the machlokas over there is when he's explicit about how much time he wants to restrict himself from his wife. So Rav is holding the party line like himself, which is that when it's stam, when there's no time frame, then there's no grace period, and therefore the wedding is over. The whole marriage is over. Like he said earlier, maybe here too, maybe he'll be, he'll be contrite and he'll turn around. So why, asks the Gemara, why do we have the same machlokas Rav and Shmuel quoted in the case of our Mishnah, which is a case of Mizonos, and here as well in a case of Tash Mishamita. And the Gemara answers, Tzricha, quarter of the way down, third of the way down, <laughs> if we would have only had the Machlokas Rav and Shmuel. In regards to the, the new case that we learned, the case of Tash Mishamita, I might have thought, but their Rav was more strict, because you can't, you can't take care of what your wife needs with a, another person. You want somebody else to feed your wife food, no problem. But you can't have somebody else be intimate with your wife. That's an Isser do Raisa. That's an Aishas Ish. There's so many things wrong with that. Aval Baha, the Afshar Bipartness. But when it comes to food that another person is able to, to feed her. So then, Ema Modele. Maybe we then would have said that he agrees to the opinion of Shmuel. The Itmar Baha. And if he would have said the other way around, that we only had the, the Machlokas of Rab and Shmuel. 
In regards to a case of Mizonos, maybe Bahakam or Shmuel, there Shmuel was lenient Mishum de Afsharbaparnes because somebody else is able to feed his wife. Maybe he would agree to Rav's strict line. Therefore, Tzricha, we needed to have the Machlokas in both cases so that we realize that Rav and Shmuel's Machlokas applies in both cases. Okay. That brings us almost halfway down. Ein Aleph Amral. Tanan, the Mishnah writes, Hamadir is Ishto Shalositom Echad Mikola Peros. A man is Madir, his wife. That <coughs> she's not allowed to eat oranges, <coughs> that she's not allowed to eat apples, whatever the case may be. The halacha is Yotzi Biyitin Ksuba. I asked my wife if this is like the equivalent of, I mean, we were discussing it. Like we know that there is abuse, you know, in marriage. So when you tell your wife that she's not allowed to eat apples, you're like, all right, hold on, and we're calling Shalva. <laughs> like the whole thing is all over and done. Is this the Gemara standard for mistreating someone? Interesting. I said, next time you write an article, you can say the Gemara is very sensitive about uh, making sure we speak nicely. Okay, I don't know if I'm right, but I did tell her that. So the Gemara says, in such a case, what's the Gemara lacking here? A grace period. It doesn't say 30 days. It doesn't say 10 days. It doesn't say two weeks. It doesn't say anything. And the Gemara picks up on that. Where's the grace period? I could understand according to Rav. Sometimes there is a grace period and sometimes there isn't, like we just saw. Over here, in the case of the Madres Ishto Shalositom Echad Mikol HaPeiros. So in that case, if it's Bistam, if there's no time frame, then Rav is the Shitaso that, uh, that we would say that they should get divorced. And Kan B'mefarish, by us, by our previous cases, by Mazonos and by Tash Mishamita, in those cases, those cases were B'mefarish. But... Says the Gemara, according to Shmuel, who says that there's always a grace period, even when it's Stam, even when the, the Madir is not making a specific amount of time frame on the, uh, on the Isser, Kasha Shmuel should at least have a grace period of some kind over here. Why don't we see one? Says the Gemara, you're right. On four lines before the wide lines on Ayin Aleph Amid Aleph, what must we be dealing with over here? We're dealing with a case where she's the one who said that I am never going to eat an apple again, and he kept his mouth shut because by his silence, it's as if the injury that he got on his finger, she was closing her mouth and, and he stuck his finger in between her teeth. You're a fool. Take your hand out of her mouth. That's other than she won't bite you. So it's kind of similar. Like she's chomping and he he's a fool. So who's guilty? So the Gemara says, we assume that by his silence, because he could have been Mayfair Nether, the Gemara says, this is the case that we're dealing with of, uh, of, uh, of Shmuel, which is that uh, she made the nether and he stayed silent and it's his fault. It's his responsibility. And therefore, he still has to pay the ksuba. Asks the Gemara, hold on one second. The Sava Rab Meir, who knows Saint Etzba Ben Shinaha? Does Rab Meir really hold that it's his fault? That really, when she's biting down and he decides to stick his fingers in her mouth, that it's his fault. In other words, here too, she's the one who made the nether. Is his silence the bad thing, or is her is her comment the bad thing? Says the Gemara, how can you say that Rav Meir holds that way? After all, Tanya, the Bryser writes, If a woman says about herself that she'd like to be a Nazir, her husband hears the low Heferla, and he doesn't undo her nether. First long line, Rav Meir, Rav Yehuda Omrim, the two of them say, here's what they say, Rav Meir, she, the one who said that she'd like to be a Nazira, that's her fault. His silence? 
don't open your mouth in the first place if you don't want to become a Nazir. That's, why is it his problem that you open your mouth? So here again, it's a little bit of yin-yang. It's a little hard to really determine whose responsibility it is. But we tried to answer up for Shmuel by saying that Rav Meir was of the opinion that he holds that it's really his responsibility to undo the nether. I, what about over here by Naziris? We see that Reb Meir holds that it is not his responsibility to undo the nether because he knows the Esma Beit Shina. She's the one who caused the problems. Lefichach, this Brisa continues, Im If he wants to undo the nether, he can. I don't want to be married to this woman who keeps making the dharam. She's uh, playing with fire. And therefore, So Rav Meir won't even hear of it. So of course we have a question, but the Brisa is going to finish up and then I'll re I will re-articulate the question. Three lines into the wide lines. That was all Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda. But Rav Yosef and Rav Elazar, they say that it is his responsibility to undo that nether. And he is the guilty party if she ends up being in a zero. Therefore, because it's his responsibility, sorry, it's, yeah. And four lines down in the violence. So here he would have to, if he wants to divorce her because she's an Isha Nadronis, he can divorce her. Um, but because he was the one who had the capabilities of undoing the neder, he has to give her a ksuba. So what do we see from here? We see a steer in Rav Meir. Our Gemara presented Akashia against Shmuel. And we answered it by saying, don't worry, he holds like Rav Meir. And Rav Meir blames him for not undoing the nether. <laughs> Yet in regards to Nazirus, we see that that's not true. We see that Rav Meir is saying that it's her fault, not his. Says the Gemara, five lines down into the wide lines, two-thirds of the way down. Epoch, switch the sheetas around. So that we don't have to worry about Rav Meir being so sir himself. Rav Meir, Rav Yehuda Omrim, who knows, saying he's the guilty party. Great. So we solved the problem for Rav Meir, but the problem is we created a new problem. According to this new breakdown of the four shitas, it says one line above where we are that Rav Yossi is Hinasna, that it's her fault. How can you say that Rav Yossi holds that she is the, the one who's responsible? Rav Yossi Omer in our Mishnah, that if a woman is Mudar Hana that she's not going to put on any, any perfume or take any makeup. So that's based on him. Shalonas and it's based on him. Shalonas on Kitzos. So we see that Rabiosi is now Soser himself with this presentation <laughs> that we're not really sure. Does Rabiosi say that when she makes a nether and he doesn't undo the nether, who's guilty? So this just happened to me at work today. I thought someone was automatically getting all of my flight receipts sent straight to them. I find out today none of them went to her. It wasn't my fault. It wasn't her fault. It was the travel agent's fault. Oh, so who do we... Uh, so she was upset at me. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I thought you had all the receipts. We just missed each other. So here, it's kind of similar. Who's really the one who's culpable? Who's guilty? She makes the nether and he just doesn't say anything. Whose responsibility? So Rabiosi is now Soser himself. And the Gemara says, Ema, you're right. Let's restructure the machlokas again. Amar, uh, Ema says the Gemara, Rav Meir, Rav Yossi, Omrim, who knows it? Rav Meir and Rav Yossi, they say that it is the husband's responsibility. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Lazar Omrim, he nasna. And this is again, great for Rabbi Yossi, but again, we created another stira, which is within Rabbi Yehuda. How can you say this? So Rabbi Yehuda, he nasna. Rabbi Yehuda is going to say that she's the one who's responsible. That's not true, that's not. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, be Yisrael, yom echad yikayim. And when we would look back in that Mishnah, that would show that it is his responsibility and not hers. And therefore, Rabbi Yehuda Soser himself. So says the Gemara, two answers. Ema, that we, it's not two against two. Ema, Reb Meir, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi, Omrim Huno, saying that he's the one who should have undone the, the uh, nether. 
The Rebbe Lazar is the lone man standing on the other side of Omer. He knows that her. It's, it's her responsibility. It says the Gemar Bim Tim Tzolomar Zuge Zuge Ktani. Maybe we have, and this is a strange principle, that all of our machlokos have to be even. It has to be in pairs. So says the Gemara, if that's true, then Eima Reb Meir, Reb Lazar, Omrim Hinasna, and Reb Yehuda, Reb Yossi, Omrim Hunosein, Vastama, Deloka Reb Meir. And the Stam Mishnah in this particular case is not like Reb Meir. So this breaks one of our general rules of Stam Mishnah Kareb Meir. Uh, so this is really the tension that the Gemara is feeling is, is it better to have a machlok as two against two instead of three against one? But to violate the general principle of Stam Mishnah Kareb Meir, that's a, a Shas concept that we would have to discuss at length if we had the time. Five lines from the bottom, says the Gemara, going back to our Mishnah, the Gemara says we had learned in our Mishnah, and if you want to look back, our Mishnah, in the final case of our Mishnah, spoke about a case where a woman was madiris ishto, a man was madiris wife, that she couldn't use any makeup from all of the different makeup, and if that neder came out of his mouth, so there's the machlokes tanoim. The Tanakama says, ksuba. So they have to get divorced, but she gets her ksuba, and Rabbi Yossi says it depends. If she's poor, uh, so that she has to get divorced if there's no time frame given. And if she's rich, then the time frame is 30 days. So the Gemara, five lines from the bottom of Ayin Aleph Amad Aleph, says as follows. The Sabah of Yossi Be'anius Shalom Nasan Kitzvah Alma Ba'al Alma Ba'al Masi Mefer. If you're saying that it's all based on him, the fact that she is in this nether situation and it's all based on him, Alma Ba'al Masi Mefer, then maybe he then can undo this nether. Well, hold on one second. <clears throat> there may be no nether to talk about in the first place. Why not? Because Uraminhu, four lines from the bottom, Elu Dvarim, or as the Girsa changes it to Elu Nidarim, the following types of Nidarim Shahbal Mayfair are the types of Nidarim that a man can be Mayfair. A man can't be Mayfair every nether, but he can be Mayfair the following. Dvarim Shiishban Inui Nefesh, things that are afflicting for her soul. What does that include? Im Erchatz, Im Lo Erchatz. She says, if I shower now or if I don't shower now, then I'll never shower again. Right? She has these like structured uh, types of, uh, of Nidarim. So that he can undo. So the Tanakama holds that yes, he's she's allowed to she's allowed to make this nether, and these are the kinds of things that we're allowed to undo. Look at what Rabbi Yossi says. I'm Rabbi Yossi. Eskashet means to like use makeup, those kinds of things to use makeup, to use oils, to use perfumes. I'm Rabbi Yossi. Nope. Those are not things that you're allowed that she's allowed to make a nether on. Those are not things that he's allowed to undo. Am Rabbi Yossi, no. When it comes to the cases of im erchatz, im lo erchatz, and im es kashet, im lo es kashet, Rabbi Yossi says, Ain elu nidre inui nefesh. These types of nidarim don't fall into the category of nidre, of, of nidre inui nefesh, and therefore the husband cannot be made for nether. And what does he say can be made for neder? The following are things that are part of nidre nefesh. A woman says, I'm never going to eat meat again. I'll never drink wine again. That I'm not going to wear colored clothes again. So what we have over here is this stiru within Rabiosi. Our Mishnah seems to imply that he is the responsible party if she were to take on a nether that she can't wear makeup. Yet we see over here that he's not even allowed to be made for nether on, on that because he says that's not a case of nidre inui nefesh. So says the Gemara, what must be going on in our Mishnah where we say that he can be made for nether? So says the Gemara, a very subtle and uh, sensitive topic. The Gemara says, things that apply between him and her. The Gemara is speaking in such code, there is no way to know what the Gemara is talking about without Rashi. And Rashi says, Dibur Hamaskil on the second line, she makes a nether of some kind not to remove pubic hair that would cause for challenges with Tashma Shemita. Rashi says she makes some kind of nether about a sama medication, Hamashir Esaser, that softens or that removes the hair. 
Uh, so it says the Gemara, that's what we're talking about. And according to Rabbi Yossi, that's a case where he can be made for neder, that's, that's fine. Says the Gemara, that's great, but it doesn't work for everyone. That only works That only works according to those who say that a husband is allowed to be mefer on those kinds of things, but not everybody says that way. Says the Gemara, where do we see that there's a machlokas about this as to whether or not a husband can be Mefer uh, Neder in regards to Dvarim Venola Vena about uh, the the challenges of Tash Mishamita in a scenario where uh, there's there's too much pubic hair. So it says the Gemara, that's Machlokas. The Itmar, Dvarim Shevenola Vena, Rafuna Amar Abal Mefer, Rafuna says he's allowed to be Mefer Neder, Ravada Barava Amar in Abal Mefer. Why? Shalom Atzinu Shu Al Shemais Ba'afar Pir. The Gemara gives a mashal, you never find a fox that dies in its own uh, in its own home. So this is a mashal of some kind, is that uh, the kids are, what it means is that they'll figure out how to have Tash Mishamita, even if she doesn't remove all of the hair that is uh, creating for challenges. So that's what the Gemara says is going on here. Ayin Sham in the Rishonim. Says the Gemara, uh, therefore, our, we're back to where we started, which is what was the case of his kashet in our Mishnah? It can't be the makeup because that doesn't work according to Rabbi Yossi. It can't be Beinol because that doesn't work according to the Shita. Uh, Ella says the Gemara In what case are we dealing with in our Mishnah where a husband can be made for neder? Ten lines down on Ayin Aleph the Gemara says where she made an interdependency on two seemingly unrelated things. She says. If I wear or don't wear makeup again, I'm not going to have enough from you in Tash Mishamita again. Kigon, uh, Mishamita de Amra, Ye Aser Tashmishcha Alai, I'm going to accept an Iser Hana from your Tashmish with me, she says, if I put on makeup. This aligns with one of the sheets of Rav Kahana. If she says, you can't get Hana from me, she says this to her husband, that doesn't work. Kofa, we force her to override her neder. It's actually not even a neder, it doesn't even count. She cannot say that. They can have Tash Mishamita. But if she says that she wants no Hana from Tash Mishamita, not that she's not letting him have Hana from Tash Mishamita, but if she says of herself, I will accept upon myself, she says, that she will not get Hana from Tash Mish with him, there, Yafer, and that's our Mishnah. That's the case in our Mishnah where Abiyosi says that they can be made for nether. When she makes this comment of, when she makes this comment of, yes, there's nothing wrong with, uh, for you to have Tashmish with me, but I've accepted upon myself, she says, to have no Hanon Tashmish Shamita. So there the halacha is yafer. Why does a husband have to be made for nether? It's technically mutter for him to be with her. It's just usher for her to be with him. So, so that's her problem. She should solve that problem. So it says the Gemara, because it's not right. Even though out him, there's no nadarim on him, but you can't, it's like machel trefos time. If I give you non-kosher food, so for me, I didn't eat the food, you're eating the food. It says the Gemara, he can't have Tash Meshamita with her when it's, she created an iser for herself. It's not his iser. You're right, but it's her iser and they're married. So it says the Gemara, therefore he has to be made for neder, and that's what's going on in our Mishnah. The Gemara asks a third of the way down, no. So then, then, then tell her that uh, uh, that she shouldn't put on the makeup because that was her condition. If I put on makeup, then the Tashmish is going to be, don't put on the makeup, but don't shower. What do you want me to tell you? Just that, that's your problem. Says the Gemara, that doesn't work because in Kain, Karla Manuvela, it'll be disgusting. It's not, that's not Mechubar. People have to shower periodically. Says the Gemara, what about the flip side? Let her. Let her put on the makeup, and then she'll trigger her own Iser, and we know 
not a big deal. She can fulfill her neder. She can put on her makeup and they won't have Tashmashamita for either according to Beis Hillel a week or according to Beis Shammai two weeks. Problem solved. Problem solved. It says the Gemara, that's only true. When can you say that? Hani Mili, the parameters of, machlok, of the, of the machlokas of Beis Shammai, Beis Hillel only apply to Adra Ihu. That's when he makes a neder on himself. However, uh, and in that case, the Savra, she's of the opinion that Mirtach Ratach he's upset at me, so he made this short-term neder. Within a couple of weeks, we'll be back to normal. Aval Hacha, here it's a little different. What was the way that our case was in our Mishnah? Hacha She made her comment. She said that she said about herself, Hare about herself, that she doesn't want to have any Hana from Tashmash Amita with him. And he just looks at her and says, okay. Whatever. He could have been Mefer Neder, but he wasn't Mefer Neder. What does she infer? Savra, she learned from there, I mean, the Ishtik, by his silence, because he didn't shut down that uh, that Neder with Hafaras Nadarim, Misnahudasanili. She says he must hate me, and therefore they're going to get divorced. Okay. Says the Gemara about this last case, we had said that in regards to a woman who is poor, whose husband made a Neder against her that she should not benefit from any of these types of uh, besamim, any of these types of perfumes, that it was only going to be an immediate divorce if lo nasam kitzvah. <clears throat> Vikama kitzvah. Says Rashi, two-thirds of the way down. Vikama kitzvah. Klomar. Im nasam kitzvah. If the husband did give a time frame, ad kama lo kaifinan le Until when would it be that they can stay together with her limitations before they're forced to get divorced? So look at the, at the, the breadth of these shitas. Answer number one, Amr of Yehuda, halfway down on Ayin Aleph Amid Beis. Amr of Yehuda, Marshmuel, Yud Beis Chodesh, 12 months. No makeup for 12 months. Rabba Barbachana, Amr of Yochanan, Eser Shonim, 10 years. Rav Chizda, Amr Avimi, Regel. <laughs> From what it's unbelievable uh, spread of different sheets. Just so why? Why, why a Regel? She came, but no, she's from Miskashtos, but Regel. Everyone dresses up in their young to finest. Everyone looks great. They come in for Rosh Hashanah. They come in for Sukkot. They're dressed up so nicely. So that's considered a standard. And therefore, it's regal to regal. And we had said in regards to this same neder about the about the makeup of Ashiro Slamajom for rich girls, 30 days is the maximum before divorce kicks in. Why? Because Because the smell lasts for 30 days. She sprays some heavy oil or perfume on her clothes. It lasts for about 30 days. And then it's time to rekindle. But she's wealthy. That's what she's used to. Those are the staples of her home. Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down at a fresh Mishnah on Ayin Aleph Amid Beis. We're going to be learning until the Mishnah a little bit more than halfway down on Ayin Beis Amid Aleph. Let's continue. This is the control-free husband. You may not go back to your own home. Says the Gemara, when her father lives in the same city, the husband's parameters can, can exist for only one month. But once we get into the second month, and she, she gets the rights of the Ksuba and the relationship is over. If the father, if her father lives in another city, then regal then it's not one month versus two months, it's one regal to the next regal. And Shlosha, we seemingly skip over two. We'll discuss that in the Gemara. Shlosha Yotzi V'yitin Ksuba. And once they hit the third month, then he has to divorce her and give a Ksuba. Case two in this Mishnah. Really controlling. Not only can you not have fun, you also can't go to a house of mourning. A real, this guy's a real Debbie Downer. You can't even go to a funeral. 
crazy. What's the din? End of marriage. Because he's locking her up. It's not the right way to do things. We'll see in the Gemara what this means. However, much as it's true that if he says this, that they have to get divorced, there is an exception to the rule. And that is that if he has a valid reason. If he had a secondary concern, and we'll see in the Gemara what that is, then then he's allowed to place this restriction on her. Let's say that a husband says, I'll be mefer neder. Omar Lai says, I'll be mefer neder. However, on the condition that you tell the secret that you just told me to somebody else, Oh, Masha Marti Lach, or that I said to you, oh, Shetahema Mala Umearla Ashpa, or if you fill up the jug and then you pour it into the garbage, Yotebi Ten Ksuba. So uh, says the Gemara, all of these ridiculous provisions, only then will I be made for another, the marriage is over. That's not right. That's not the way we treat people. We'll see in the Gemara what's going on. Says the Gemara, the question that was foreshadowed already, Hagufakashio. We have a stira within the ratio, within the first case of the Mishnah. The case of the first Mishnah was where a father or is where a woman was told by her husband, you cannot go back to your home. The Tanakama said it's a, one month is sufficient, and then it's Yutain Ksuba. And then the, the second Shita said, and this was really the problem. The second Shita said, one month is fine, three months is not fine. Say, so what's the question? Amris, you said 10 lines from the bottom, five lines before the wide lines on Ayin Aleph Amid Beis. Amris, you said, Regal Echad Yekayim. What is it implied from Regal Echad Yekayim? That the husband's allowed to employ this restriction for one month. That implies, Hashnaim that by the time we get to the 31st day, entering into the second month of this restriction, game over. They have to get divorced. Now he still has to give a Ksuba. But a moment later, you said Then when they get to the third month, that's when the when the marriage is over. What does that imply? This is a stira. This is a stira. So what actually happens with two months? So the first answer of the Gemara Amar stop. There's really not much of a question. Seifa, the shlosha is really only talking about a kohenes Rabbi Hudahi. It's actually going back to a reference to our previous Mishnah at the opening of Parakamad. You're on the beginning of uh, of the page prior, two pages prior, and Amaralev, and that is answer number one of the Gemara. Rabba Bar Ula Amar Lokasha. There's no stira between the implications because Kan Redufa, Kan Redufa. One is where she's trying to run home to go see her father. And one is where she's not trying to run home. So whether or not we say the second month is going to be divorce worthy is depending on how much she actually wants to be home. If she really wants to be home and he restricts her into the second month, marriage is over. If she doesn't want to be home, then the second month restriction is still unreasonable, but it's not yet grounds for divorce. So we have a woman who likes her friends very much and the husband gives no doubt. So up to a month, acceptable. 31 days, divorce. But if she doesn't like her parents, then up to two months is acceptable, and the third month is divorce. So the second month hinges on whether or not she has a good kesher with her father. That's what the Gemara answers. But is that like if she's giving it seemingly? Or it's, that, it, prefer if you don't do it? No, the Mishnah is talking about hamadiris ishto. It's a neder. Yeah. It's a, I mean, we would... It's just, we we call it different things today. We call it you're being controlling, you know, like or but it's different. But the language of neder is super halachic. It's not like hare alai x, you know, uh, whatever. That that's uh, we learned in the Gemara that making the dharm is really very dangerous, and one should be super careful about that. But uh, no, 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 you can accept one upon yourself. You need a, you need dayanim to undo your nedarim, but. Uh,
Says the Gemara, two quick drushas. What does that pasuk mean? Amar of Yochanan, this is a reference to marriage. What a great relationship with the in-laws. She's so excited with her in-laws, she can't wait to run home and tell her parents how great the uh, the mother-in-law and the father-in-law are. Halabai. That sounds beautiful. Says the Gemara, that you're called my man and not just a phrase of husband. What does this mean? This is like a, a, a bride who is in the home of her father-in-law. There's a difference. That, that higher level of, of relationship uh, is what we are absolutely striving for. Starting at the very bottom line of Ayin Aleph Omid Beis, the Gemara quoting the Mishnah says, We said that if a husband makes a nether against his wife, about not being able to go to a base avila, not being not being able to go to a base mishta, so then they're divorced. So asks the Gemara, my high. I understand when it comes to the base mishta, that makes perfect sense. I got it. Like, where you where, where what's the holdback? I understand you're going to get divorced if you say you can't go out with your friends to shallots. That's very restrictive uh, uh, when there's a nether in play, and it's grounds for divorce. But a base avila, like what? Like, why would that be grounds for divorce if he was restrictive? So the Gemara gives a bit of a sobering response. <clears throat> the Gemara says, Tana he may. So at some point, she's going to die. Beria, softa. She won't have any friends to bury her because she didn't go to a base of El, then they're not going to reciprocate. There's an understanding in communities that, uh, that, that there's reciprocity. It's not always wonderful, but it is kind of the way the world turns a little bit. And if she doesn't go to any of the... Uh, any of the Hebra Kedisha, she doesn't go to any of the Levi's or any of the Kavuras, she won't have anyone to bury her. And that's not acceptable. <laughs> so therefore, <coughs> even though a base level is not a party, but if a husband restricts her from going there, he's also making her burial down the road more complex. That they have to get divorced. That's a very sharp line. Good. Some say it's not sofda to get uh, to be masbid, but no one will actually bury her. The first one was sefed uh, from the word hesped. And this is sofan. This next word is from the word burial. Says the Gemara four lines down. Tanya the Brisa writes, "Hi, Reb Meir Omer, my What does the pasuk mean? Tovla lechas al beis avam, lechas al beis mishte. That it's better to go to the house of mourning than it is to go to a party. Ba'asher husof kol adam ve'achayitena libo. What does the pasuk mean when it says, "My ve'achayitena libo dvarim shalmiso"? We're talking about. Excuse me. I have. I have. I have. So says the Gemara, what does it mean? The Pasuk is talking about when a person's alive, what should they do to protect themselves in death? The Safa Yispadune, one who gives a hesped will receive one when they die. The Kavar Yikbarune, when one helps burial, then they'll get buried. The Yodel Yidlone, those who wail will have others wail for them. I heard in the Shir today that this is where the word Yodel comes from. Nice, no? Exactly. It's what Rabbi Resnick said in the shir, that the word yodel here means to wail, and it was extracted from here, like many words in the English language. Like we say, you're such a maven, you're such an expert. Maven, you're, you have one who has deep... There's a lot of words like this that have kind of caught caught on in modern parlance. Uh, copacetic, colbacator. There's like a lot of words that are very similar to one another. Uh, okay, not for now, but this is might be where Yodel comes from. I don't know. Look at the etymology in the dictionary. For sure, we'll not say daf, ayin base. 
that if you are malave amaze, then they will be malave you. And detan yit anune, those who carry the casket, if you carry for some, then they'll carry for you as well. At the two dots, 10 lines down. If the husband had some valid concerns as to why he's restricting her from going to one of these places, then that's not grounds for divorce. Says the Gemara, my davar acher. What was his concern? The ex-boyfriend was there. These people are there. She's hanging out in the bars, and that's not... A husband is allowed to make a nether against his wife, that you're not allowed to walk into a makam pritzis. Absolutely. She should probably do the same thing for him. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. She shouldn't be in a Malcolm Pritzis, and that's not grounds for divorce. However, we have to qualify this. It has to be that there's a chazaka of Pritzis. But if there isn't a chazaka of Pritzis, then he is not allowed to restrict her from going there. The final case of the Mishnah that we had learned at the bottom of Ayin Aleph Amad Beis was as follows. He says, I'll be Mefer as long as you tell the secret that I told you. Says the Gemara, <coughs> it's a big deal. Just say what the husband wants you to say. Who cares? These things are uh, private. They're intimate. They're not, they're not things that are repeatable. Not everything is repeatable. This reminds me <coughs> when I was in YU of the discussions of you come back from a date and you, you smell like cologne. You look like a million bucks. Your roommate says, uh, did you go on a date tonight? So you could push it, lie to him. Say, no, just wanted to dress up. You, you're not allowed to steal. You're not allowed to steal information from people. You cannot force information out of people. In this case, it was something that was private and it's something that shouldn't have been shared. So in that case, that's, that's grounds for divorce. If he says, I'll be made for neder, but only if you tell that, that whisper that I told you, no, 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 that's not right. We don't do that. What a shocking Gemara. The Gemara says, if he says that you fill up this container and spill it out, uh, so then I'll, I'll be made for neder. So what is this talking about? Let her do the, the filling up with a bucket. Who cares? Says the Gemara, because it is a mashal. And it is a graphic mashal. Is that after Tashmish Amita, when, uh, when there is Zera inside of her body, she should empty out the Kli, as it were. She should orient her body in a way, as we've learned earlier in Shastavi Mishapech, that she should turn her body in a way where she doesn't conceive. Oh, I'll be Mefer Neder, as long as after Tashmish Amita, you ensure you don't get pregnant. That grounds for divorce. That's not right. It's not. It's not because the Maisa Erba Onan is when the Zera is al Eitzim Ba'avonim. That's the Isra of masturbation. But here, they actually had Tash Meshamita. It's, it's mm -hmm. it, no, no. Erba Onan wasn't in Tash Meshamita. But here, it, here, it's not that case. They had Tash Meshamita. With Gemar Bia, they had Tash Meshamita. But he, he says, I'll only be made for Neder if you make sure that when we have Tash Meshamita, that you... You, you will orient your body in a way where you can't get pregnant, which is anyways a terrible, right. terrible birth control. But but let's assume for the moment that uh, that's what his, his condition, grounds for divorce. Done. Just marriage is over. So says the Gemara, that's the sheet of Shmuel. But Bimas Nisatana, that this, there's a Brisa, which correlates to our Mishnah, which says, no, this has nothing to do with the bedroom at all. It's Shetamalia Sara Kade Maim. He says to her, I will be made for Neder if you fill up this bucket 10 times. Uh, and dump it in the garbage. Totally different responses. So says the Gemara, hang on one second. I got it. Shmuel, Shmuel Shita is that this guy is being a jerk. And he's saying that after Tash Meshamita, you have to be mishapeh, flip over in a way where you can't get pregnant. 
But what about the brisa? The brisa says that my nafka lamino cares. Teabe, go go fill up the bucket ten times, dump it in the garbage. Says the Gemara, we have to be very sensitive about the feelings of our spouses. Not right. You can't make a condition that the only way that you'll give your wife a hafaras neder on what she did is if you look like a fool. So he says, go out in the public square and fill up the bucket 10 times. Go over, fill it up, dump it out. Go over, fill it up. You look like you're crazy. And the Gemara says, grounds for divorce. And therefore, either way, either the sheet of Shmuel, which is, as the Gemara uh, had its language of Shetamali Benofetzes, where they would have Tashmish Amita and then she would ensure that she doesn't get pregnant, or even a simple mundane task of filling up a bucket and spilling it. You look crazy. Both of those are grounds for divorce. Last little sugi for the night. A man who says that a woman cannot lend or borrow these different types of sieves and a mill and an oven. Why? Why is that grounds for divorce? You're giving her a bad name in the community as being cheap, as being stingy, and that she's not able to share anything. The Brisa says the same exact thing. If a husband makes a nether on his wife that she cannot borrow and she cannot lend out these various types of colanders and the rechaim is a mill and an oven, because you're giving a bad name for your wife, grounds for divorce. Last short line on the page, and then we'll stop at the Mishnah. If she says the same thing to her husband, Sorry, she says the same thing about herself, but out loud to her husband. She says all of the same things, but this Brisa adds, and she won't even uh, weave clothes for nice clothes for her kids. And she gets she has to get divorced, but here she's the culprit, and therefore she is not going to get a ksuba. Because now she's making a bad name for him, so they're forced to divorce, and she gets no money. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up on Shabbos with Ayin Bezim at the Mishnah. Wishing you all a beautiful night.